0: Welcome to the Think It, Make It podcast with your host, Eric Royer, all about turning your ideas into reality with a CNC router, tips, and tricks, new products, interviews, and much, much more. This just got exciting. Whether you're using a CNC for business or hobby, we have great stuff in store for you. All right, everybody, today I'm here with Andrew Griffin from Griffin Lee Artisans. In Danbury, Connecticut, Andrew. Thanks for joining me Thank today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Andrew is a customer of ours with a Q two hundred and four, which is a machine sitting right behind us right now. Um, you got that machine last, last June. Last
1: June. Yep. Yeah. So
0: you were the first one yes. actually to, to yeah. receive it. Um, so why don't you tell me? Tell me a little bit about your your business. What? How long you been in business for? So we've
1: been in business for about three years, uh, making just custom furniture, residential at first, and then. <coughs> Started getting into uh, some commercial furniture and saw the need to learn how to use a CNC machine to up our game and get more accurate cuts and more consistency. Uh, That's when we researched you guys and uh, came up and, since you guys are local, we went up and saw you guys.
0: So how long have you been in business for yourself? About
1: three years. Three
0: years. And you got a partner, right?
1: Yeah, my partner's Dan Lee and Melissa Lee. Okay. Two partners. So how did you guys meet? I met Dan... Wow, about 10 years ago, more than, that, 10, more than 10 years ago, on, we were doing remodeling and um, my old boss hired him. And then when I went on my own doing remodeling, we were both laid off, so I needed help. He helped me, and the next thing you know, he quit, it was working for me full time. And then he went on vacation and saw furniture that he's like, it was crazy prices. And he's like, you could do this for ch- a lot cheaper. We should- Sell them, so that's how we started. We came up with some table designs and made some tables. And next thing you know, three years later, in a bigger shop, and talking about a CNC machine, which I never thought I was gonna have. So,
0: yeah, well, you guys have a beautiful shop here. Thanks. Um, I know so prior to June, you were doing traditional carpet, yeah. you
1: just started prior to June, doing... we were just doing regular like table saw stuff and jigsaw cutouts instead of using the CNC to get like now we get perfect circles instead of like. Semi-perfect circles. Okay.
0: So what was the main reason that you went to look to get a CNC machine? Like what made you drive towards that? You'd, you'd never used one I before. never
1: used one, but I wanted to be quicker and then have, so say I'm doing a circle, a jigsaw, you have to have like a little uh, circle guide and, and the blade wobbles. Mm-hmm. You never get a perfect cut or especially if we're doing high in wood like black walnut or something like that. You right. want a nice consistency and we found that all right, let's try CNC and see if we could uh, make production a little faster, save some time, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to do multiple cuts. So that's what we.
0: Now, how long did it take you to
1: get comfortable with learning how to use the CNC? Still learning, so every day is a learning. So I remember
0: um, in the beginning. In we the beginning, we were talking, it, yeah, the lot,
1: beginning yeah. It was it was tough. I just it was like here's a Ferrari and you don't even know how to drive. It's like uh, nerve wracking, but. I just started playing around with it, just seeing, you know, seeing what I could do. Sometimes I screwed up on stuff, on, but I was playing with stuff for myself just to learn, and um, it didn't take too long, a couple, couple months to get a little bit more comfortable, and then you, know, you learn techniques and tricks that you didn't realize, oh, what's this button do? Oh, mm-hmm. you know. Um,
0: now I know initial challenge that you had in the very beginning was uh, fees and speeds, right. right, with some of the tooling, yeah. so how, how did you guys overcome that?
1: Luckily, uh, we buy all our bits from uh, Tools Today, and they mm-hmm. use the of tools, and they have the, the feed and speed vector, uh, vector file, right, as well. yeah. And So we've been using that, and it's been working for us. Now,
0: um, do you find it's accurate when you download that file? I'm
1: not doing, like, something that needs crazy accuracy. Everything's working. I haven't snapped a bit since I used it, and the products are coming out with, like, no chips on them or mess up, so...
0: So you're downloading the file. You'll, you'll you'll pick a tool that you want to use for your job. You'll go to the Vetric website yep. and download the uh, the, the, v- the Vectric. Yeah. You'll go uh, the Mono website and get the, download,
1: the Vetric right, file. Right, or tools the Yeah. They tools. have
0: it on Tools Today, too. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and then you import it into your tool library. Right. But now, most of those I, I found were 18,000 RPM. Is that what you see? Uh, what, some
1: of them are different. They, they do I vary. had one for a metal bit. I think it was 12,000 or 13,000. Okay, yeah, so they did it, vary. It, it does vary. But also because they're... The feed's going faster, it compensa- you know, I guess that's what, they know how to do all that math.
0: Right. <laughs> now you, you've you not had a, a smaller CNC before, no, so this, this is your first, first so one. So you kind of dove in with a with a heavier duty machine. Right. Are you finding that uh, the feeds and speeds that you're running are, like, uh, are they uh, efficient? Like in terms of Yeah, it of seems like,
1: sometimes you're just like, I why is it, it's cutting faster than it should, right? I'm not sure if this is the right setting or not, and then it's like, no problem. Yeah. Um, at first we were doing, the first big project we had that you helped us out on was uh, mahogany. And we were just, it was going, we were running it too slow. And we were having problems and we figured, that they, they told us, no, you got to run it faster. And you're like, really? And when we ran it faster, the chips came out better and the cuts came out better.
0: Yeah, I remember that. that it, it, because we had uh, we were doing feeds and speeds on all of our smaller machines for so long, when you were starting that job i was giving you feed and speed estimates based on our d series line and uh because we had not had a chance to really play with a lot of the different tooling yet right. for the queue the queue is is uh, designed for production and right. industrial use uh so yeah when when we when you were burning up bits you were burning them up because the feed rate was too low and the rpm was too high
1: right i think and, so yeah
0: yeah so then after we called uh we ended up calling uh, Tools today, right? To, to tool, find yeah, out Romano, one of the, yeah, one and them. Yeah. And, and they said, no, 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 you need to be running, you know, a lot faster. I think we were running in the 60 millimeter a second range. And,
1: and we're at 24,000, I think, Yeah, or and like we that. had
0: to go up to like 93 or 94, if my memory serves me correct. And, and then drop
1: down to 18.
0: Yeah, and, and, and drop the RPMs down, yeah, which, you know, Seemed to defy the laws of what what we knew, but yeah. uh, then you ran that entire job for oh, for
1: one bit we, were, we went through three bits before that. Yeah, and then uh, then it was fine after that. What was that job for? That what what was the? We're making benches, like half round benches for okay. for outside, and it was we well, kind cut of three different parts on one at the table at once, and uh, each one had either a pocket or a cut or you know, a cross lap joint, so. Um, we want them all perfect. so We wanted to make it easier. That's why. That was. I think that's the reason why we got the CNC. That first job for but that job. Yeah. That was like one of our biggest jobs, and we want to make sure everything is perfect. And it took us a little bit, and then um, yeah, the job went out pretty good.
0: Yeah, that was a. You ran for over a week solid, didn't you on that? Wow, I don't
1: remember. Yeah, quite yeah. Quite, a, quite a long time. It was like, 100, 100 pieces. We had a hundred pieces of mahogany we had to cut.
0: And that was thick wood, wasn't 100
1: it? Hundred pieces or hundred. So three hundred pieces we had to cut technically because there's three pieces per per unit.
0: Okay, But so was that like one uh, and three eighths or something.
1: Inch and a, we have some scrap inch and a quarter.
0: Inch and a quarter, yeah. yeah. So it was pretty aggressive, yeah. um, you know, job that you were running, and, and it ran efficiently though. Yeah,
1: we had yeah. no problems after initially running the feed and speed rate too low, but once we learned that, and even I got we did a job where we had um, MDF with uh, laminate. Mm-hmm and they put, bought a new bit and did the feeding speed, and it was shooting out roost so far, like, and it was going so fast. I was like, I'm not sure if this is safe. It was cutting so fast, but yeah. it was cutting a half inch deep on MDF, and it was perfect cuts.
0: So you're going through a three-quarter sheet and No, it was passes.
1: one inch sheet and two passes. One
0: inch sheet and two yeah. passes, wow, okay.
1: I was like, all right, it's gonna take four passes maybe, yeah. and they said, no, run it half, inch, do this and this, and they helped me out with that, and works well, great. Yeah, I was using um, what's it called a compression bit, so, because I had laminate on both sides. And I can't, the per- perfect cuts, so it was like a semi-circle, so we had to make sure all those are nice, so yeah. we could do edge band on them.
0: So how often do you use the machine now? Every day? We try
1: yeah. we try to use it every day. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, we're limited on, because of size, that's why we're upgrading that's the, right. the 408 yeah. um, from you guys, because we, we had to test test it first, and you guys obviously didn't have that, and we're working on it when we went up there, but the two, 204 has um, been great because quarter sheets are great. Most stuff is small. The cabinets, you could do a cabinet, um, put parts on there and cut it out, and do the dados and the, right. all that stuff.
0: But it will be nice to throw yeah, four by eight, a f- full the Yeah, a full sheet would be sheet nice, yeah. And uh, yeah, especially you just, so uh, we were watching a little while ago, you just got a load of plywood and it'd yeah. be nice to just be able to throw exactly. those on the machine and cut everything. Right. Yeah. Do you think um, the 4x8 will? take work away from some of the traditional stuff you're doing you're gonna try to convert because, you know,
1: some of the stuff you could we could cut the part like instead of ripping on a table saw we could just put the sheet up and rip all the parts cut all the parts on one sheet and you have you can minimize your waste because the saw has to go a certain distance before it cuts you know so right. this could go and turn where you would have to either use a jigsaw or some other kind of saw to do that so especially if you're doing kitchen cabinets mm-hmm which we plan on doing, um, some cabinetry Yeah, programs that'll itemize every waste of space, so you Great. Can, which will help.
0: Now, are you doing a lot of tool changes on jobs or do you ro- find you run I, mainly f- one I or two? I find
1: I try to use one. Okay. Um, it just makes it easier. Um, some of it I have to do two, but.
0: Now, when you start doing cabinets, you'll get into yeah. more tool changes. Because yeah. I know the 408 you ordered is with our new tool changes. Yes, I no, yeah. can't
1: wait for the Yeah. Because then if you do more, let's hand drilling, um, like the shelf pins, you could have, we could have that do it. And it was quicker to have it route out the parts for the cabinet and then just do with the uh, jig we have for the shelf pin. Yeah. But now we could just do everything, would be great.
0: So what what other types of work do you do? You find you do more commercial work?
1: More... Yeah, we end up going from residential more to commercial. So we do like conference tables, um, th- like kitchenettes, and, or not kitchenettes, uh, tables and uh, benches for restaurants and we're building a library for a place just all all over the map. Every day is a different we don't do the same project. Right. So That keeps work interesting. Yeah yeah, every day it's a little bit different.
0: Now you've done a lot of live edge work too. Yes.
1: Black Walnut is what we like to do. I saw one around the corner. We're actually doing um, 18 to 20 foot uh, boardroom table. It's five foot wide so we take the slabs, when we get the 408, we're gonna be able to sl- flatten them, mm-hmm. um, which is great. We have a nice bit from that we use to flatten them. So,
0: yeah, you would uh, been using the 204 to do some planing work too.
1: Usually the, the slabs, black walnut. we can't really, around here we haven't been getting super wide, mm-hmm. but we found some wide ones, which would be great. Um, but too if,
0: wide for your planer though.
1: Yeah, because we have a 20 inch planer. This could join it, uh, do 24 inches right. wide. So we flatten it on both sides. And then the sand sand, it comes out nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect world, you would have a 24-inch planer, but we don't. It's that's a lot more money. When you could spend money on a nicer machine, it does more more than just one uh, item, you know, mm-hmm. one function.
0: So, in your business, a little bit like you guys are a couple a couple years old now, how do, how are you finding work? Like, where are people? Is it word of mouth or people?
1: Luckily, it's just word of mouth.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen the. I mean, the work you guys post pictures is yeah. awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we try to. We do Instagram and stuff like that, and um, but it's mostly word of mouth or consistent customer. We have a good, a good customer who just keeps on feeding us work. Yeah. You know, so once you get in with a good person, a good designer or something like that, and they see you do work, good work, they're going to hopefully keep on using you instead of mm-hmm. price shopping every time.
0: Right, right. So what challenges did you... Uh did, did, in terms of like getting used to the CNC, like what was what do, what would you say your biggest challenge was?
1: Going from hand tools and regular tools to a computer. <laughs> yeah. You know, because that's not, I'm not a computer guy. I mean, I know how to use my cell phone and stuff like that, but it's like learning a little stuff like that and then all the bit wore out a little bit, so I had to adjust for the, the thickness mm-hmm. of the bit, which I wasn't planning on at first, and um, just learning tricks off of YouTube helped me. Yeah, so. you guys have videos on, on learning how to st- work on the cnc and do stuff with the cnc and then other people um find helpful so
0: well i mean i've seen some things you did early on I mean, you picked it up pretty fast for a guy that's i'm not, hoping so yeah no you definitely did some of the projects you were posting on online were pretty cool yeah
1: working cutting metal is uh kind of interesting too it's like we did a sign out of aluminum and that
0: oh was, with the forks yeah, and, yeah a, i saw a that local
1: deli and yep. uh I was surprised how good it cut the metal and how quick it cut it. Yeah, It's yeah, cut okay. nice and clean, it's like, all right.
0: So now, does that mean you're gonna to try to incorporate more metal work into your... your I li- would
1: like to and not like to at the same time, because yeah. it's nice to have the pro- be able to do something for them, but then there, it's another supplier you have to deal with, and then the chips, the metal chips are everywhere, mm-hmm. where the sawdust, you vacuum them up, it's a little bit easier to deal with.
0: Are you, um, you're a vetric user, right? Yes. What are you using for software? Uh, V-Carve Pro? V-Carve Pro, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're. Uh, do you do 3D carvings? Have you gotten into that? I
1: haven't gotten to 3D carvings. I want to, um, baby steps, you know? I yeah. know uh, projects have car- uh, called for that, so we've just been doing regular carvings, like names and signs, on, like we did our, our sign to come in here, and just learning on that. I haven't gotten to the 3D carving, though.
0: What about finishing techniques? Are you finding that there's a difference in how you finish something? that you've done on the CNC versus using traditional tools?
1: On some of the stuff, the cuts come out smoother, especially okay. if you're doing the Formica, it cuts both sides where sometimes on a table saw you'll have chip out on one side. So we could use a compression bit, and clean cuts both sides of the Formica. So when the edge band it come out nicer, mm-hmm. I find that being more helpful. I mean, you could do that on a table saw, but it's a little little bit more challenging when you have to change the uh, fence and stuff like that. all different things to make it zero clearance so you don't have any chip out. One
0: of the things I was going to ask you, I noticed your sign above your door when I came in, so you did that obviously yeah. on the machine. So you, uh, yeah. it looks like it was pine? It's cherry. It is cherry, yeah. okay, it looks almost like pine. So you, when you, you, you uh, V-carved it, mm-hmm. and then you painted the letters, yeah. so like what's your preferred, because that's that's a pretty common thing when you go online, there's a lot of guys talking about how do you uh, fill V-carved letters.
1: So we we do it the easy way, We. Um, Set up the either set up the planer or the sander, so we spray the letters or paint them, and they run through the sander and just take off the layer of paint and then spray and then finish. You know. Okay. Um, It works for us. I mean, some other some other techniques probably are more like we. One of them I was doing by hand was a little pain in the butt. Yeah,
0: that is kind of a pain. Because
1: I couldn't do, I couldn't sand across it. I can't remember what that one was, but.
0: Yeah, I do kind of the same thing. That the I do a lot of pine, and pine's a terrible wood to use when you're uh, if you're going to do the spray method because right. you have to seal it first. Mm-hmm. So what I'll typically do is, is uh, I'll V-carve it in pine, then I'll spray shellac over it, and then I'll paint the letters and then plane it off. That way the paint doesn't wick in. Right. Um, Cherry is going to be a harder wood, so you yeah, it's, you know.
1: it wicks in sometimes. Sometimes uh, depending on what wood you use you can actually see the paint going through it and come out in little spots that you're like, oh, I wish it didn't penetrate so far. Yeah. Even in the ceiling, sometimes the ceiling, the ceiling doesn't soak in enough, you know?
0: Have you, uh, have you done that on the machine where you'll, uh you you spray your letters on the machine, then use the uh, surfacing bit to plane it off, or you no, because I have the you have the, plan- the sander you know, planer. It's, it's yeah, it's most quick, people will not have a drum sander. Yeah,
1: so. have a drum sander and a twenty-inch planer. So we have those two. While the machine's doing something else, we could just run them through quick. Yeah, so that helps.
0: Cool. So after after using the machine now for since last June or almost a year, next month. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what are your overall impressions on it? I know it's your first CNC, so you don't have a ton to compare with, but as far as the, you use a lot of high-end equipment in your shop, so.
1: Yeah, I, I find that I have little issues and most of them are my my issues from me not knowing and learning. And then um, but most of them, we, I call you guys and the customer service helps me walk through if there's a, they're like, oh, something's it's not working right. They're like, oh, just, you know, did you clean this? I'm like, oh, I haven't cleaned in 40 hours of working time, so maybe I should clean it. So just some basic, uh, basic maintenance would probably help me make the sh- machine run better. Since, um, But other than that, had no issues.
0: I see you didn't even clean it up for today's interview. That's no, nice. no. Well, I, yeah. Why should we? We want yeah. to make it look well, like we working. That's right. You're definitely working with it. So you're running a 2.2 kilowatt spindle. The new tool changer spindle you're going to get on the 408 will, will be the same um are you looking forward to uh, having you know making the switch from manual to
1: yeah it would be so much even if we didn't even have the bit changer set in the rack even just having to be able to hit a button and have it pop off by
0: oh, using the tool holder yeah somewhere.
1: without having the tool holder be able just to do it in two seconds would even make a my uh, major improvement but having it be able to go and change it and you can walk away and have it do multiple cuts and different bits would be great yeah and then um yeah that's that's, that's, I can't wait for that. And then the new one's quieter, it sounds like, right? A lot quieter. This yeah, one's it's not air This one's cold, not so. too loud compared to. I mean, a shop vac is just as loud as this yeah, thing. Exactly. So it's not that bad. But I'd rather, you know, quieter is better so I can listen to tunes.
0: That's that's important. Yeah. got to yeah. rock so, out. What, uh,. Um, what challenges are you having right now that you're trying to overcome in terms of CNC? What what like what's the next thing you want to learn? And
1: next thing, uh, next step will be doing more cabinetry. Okay. Learning how to put multiple pieces on one sheet. Um, for me, it's a baby step, so it's like that's the next step. Doing taking one sheet and be able to cut a whole bunch of cabinets and make one cabinet out of one sheet of plywood without having to tape take it to the table saw or use a a drill to drill holes. it will It should be able to do everything. Right. And then you can just pretty much walk away. A couple minutes later, come back and you have a cabinet. All, all the parts cut.
0: Have you been looking at a cabinet software yet?
1: Uh yeah, I've been looking at uh, Mosaic. I believe it's called yeah. right.
0: Mosaic and another one that we were uh, we're looking at is called Cab Writer. Cab Writer. Yeah, it works in conjunction with SketchUp. And uh, I was trained on that It's pretty powerful software. It's really really easy to yeah, use. Yeah, I,
1: I, we haven't had the we don't have the new machine yet. Um, so. Yes, I know. We're working on it. So <laughs> once that comes, then we'll be able to see what's works best. Maybe do a trial. And figure yeah, out one where we could probably get a trial. I am you. not a computer guy, so you, you say SketchUp, I'm like, uh, okay, what's that? It's, <laughs> a, it's, it's,
0: a, it's a CAD program. Right. Um Yeah, the the demos I got from both software, what's kind of nice is if you were to go to somebody's house, like you you could bring your laptop, design the entire kitchen in 3D, get them to sign out. You can make any change you want, move things. You can even change cabinet colors, drawer pulls, everything. And then once they're happy with the way it's going to look, when you come back to the shop, you basically just flatten everything, and you'll get a pick list, so it'll say... You know, you need so many sheets of three-quarter inch right. and, or whatever the plywood is, and it automatically nests CAD files. So you'll just load four-by-eight sheets on the machine and just cut. And does that then also
1: do um, the pricing? Like you m- could
0: set it up to do pricing.
1: Get, if you had tell the price per sheet, yep. it'll tell you how many sheets, how many, what the price will be. Which then you is know helpful. what your yeah. material
0: costs will be. Yeah. Plus they have a library too, where all of your uh, the standard hinges and uh, different hardware that's okay. used and, and cabinets is already in there. Right. So if you're doing European hinges, uh, it'll already uh, take care of the placement and uh, where the hole locations and the pockets will already be done for right. the door. So you don't have to worry about going in later and trying uh. to do that, which is which is going to be really uh really Yeah,
1: I've nice. like I said, I just saw that one seemed pretty good. I mean, Obviously, when we get the machine, we'll be able to test. Hopefully, I think they would offer trials for both. You know, yeah, yeah. See which one do. works the best. For my knowledge, you know, some might work better for some other people, but some kind of basic.
0: Yeah. Well, so then you can come up and do my kitchen.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Not the first one, though. I'll wait. I want to be. You like wait the till third. I get better. I, I want to be like the third or fourth.
1: No, that's the oh. contractor discount. You get the first one. <laughs> I get the first one. First
0: yeah. one, but, yeah. Um. So, to anybody who might be a woodworker, a cabinet maker that, that like you, like yourself, that is traditional, does everything traditionally. I mean, what advice would you give them if they're considering um, taking everything to the next level?
1: Well, just uh, consistency and less jigs. Because I mean, if you want a nice, accurate circle, you have jigs for it. Now you just type in a computer and it cuts it out. It's like almost like a printer in a way, you know. So sometimes it's a little quicker. Um, or if you want it could do multiple steps and just while you're doing other stuff mm-hmm. so if you're doing something with the sheet goods, you could have it cutting all the parts out while you assemble so you could te- technically have two people working for you for a price of one um, which would be helpful so I could get rid of my partner you know maybe that's
0: a good that's good, but who's going to do all the go get coffee
1: wow ah, i'll figure that out see
0: here yeah. so what about um as, as far as uh, your ROI on the investment on something like that. I mean, what, what do you estimate that, uh, like what's an acceptable ROI to you? Just for other guys like yourself that are out there that may be like, oh, I think I wanna make a, an investment in a CNC, how, how long, you know, would you expect to, to have it pay for itself? I mean, it
1: could pay itself off in one job depending on your jobs, you know, like the first one you helped us with, um, setting it up, it was like, we're like, how are we gonna do this in the timeframe they want it to done? We put it on the machine. It was like, all right. We, by the time they cut it, we had we had another person assembling it. So it was like that one person was doing two jobs. You know, instead of one one person per job, we get the CNC was working out perfect. And so it maybe it all depends on our jobs on how fast will pay itself off. But if you have a big enough job, you could just doing one job pretty much
0: i know some guys that are <clears throat> traditional woodworkers will probably be like you were in the beginning scared of the fact that you got a computer and software right. and all that i mean what, what would what, what would you say as far as your learning curve because from the way you describe yourself you would say you were yeah kind I of mean, a beginner definitely
1: so i've been doing carpentry and stuff for i don't know 15 years and nothing the closest thing i had to kind of computer was my stud finder <laughs> had a screen on it. I mean, everything else is mostly hand tools and um, maybe a laser level or something. And then going to the computer, it was like, uh, unsure, very unsure. You guys walked me through when you, um, on, on the phone and just played around with it, just have fun with that first, and then you learn your mistakes when you're having fun on your own stuff. Um, but some of the stuff is not too... Too difficult. I thought it was gonna be a lot more trickier. And then, then when you get the basics done, you just keep on trying to do something different. I have a cousin of mine actually bought one of their smaller machines because she wanted to build signs and stuff. And she came over and was asking questions. And she's like, "Oh, it's that easy?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's not. It's not that hard." I was like, and she was a design the uh, software stuff. So uh, some people pick up a lot quicker than I can. But some people might be a little, like, if my father was to use this, he'd be trying to smack with a, a wrench to be like, why is not this thing working? Be like, you have to hit the button on a computer, Dad. You know mm-hmm. something. Like that. You could try but, the yeah. wrench, but it probably. Won't um, work. So it's, it's just stuff like that. You gotta learn. If you're not good with computers, it might take a little bit longer. But if you're a little bit more computer savvy, I guess it'll be quicker. Um, so yeah. It's
0: interesting. that now you're teaching people too, because I see you on Facebook. You yeah, people ask qu- a lot. A lot of and-
1: people ask questions on on their StepCraft page, yeah. and it's like easy easy questions and they kind of nobody really helps them everybody's like oh yeah mine's doing it. so what I, if i have the issue i'll try to help out you know or if i know how to and most of the time your customer service people would be able to walk them through in two seconds instead of you know instead of going online and asking about it they just should be calling you just to figure figure it out quicker you know
0: it always makes me happy though when a customer of ours gets in there and, and tries to help right. solve problems for customers for other customers, other
1: customers right. will help me learn so yeah. if i can help give some to get some you know
0: yeah it's a good online community yeah. we're, we're pretty proud of that with with a company when everybody that's in there is not just in the u.s it's around the right. world so you get a lot of
1: yeah somebody was asking about my machine and they're like oh well, they don't have that for Awesome. like where you are where are you they're like uh austria or something i was like oh okay I, yeah
0: yeah it's it's definitely a good group but.
1: Yeah, it was like something about customer service. Or maybe it was my spindle or something. They're like, oh, yeah, we don't off. They don't offer that here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. the uh, the products do vary a little bit from. Area yeah. to area, depending on what the dealer is selling. Right. So that's, Plus that's the it.
1: electric, is, other countries are a little set up different. Too, yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. Well, when you get into this machine, it's not so bad because they're at 220. Um, right. Especially when you get into the four by eight. But yeah, some some countries. Are, I mean, we're one of the only countries that's one ten. So that that becomes an issue with right. some of the product we sell.
1: The smaller ones. But yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming thanks down for to the, the shop, taking the time, and and talking with us. And
1: you know where the door is.
0: And, and where the door is. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the 408 in here soon. Yeah. So.
1: We gotta get back to work.
0: Yeah. I'll let you get to it then. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Think It Make It podcast. Be sure to tune in next time for more great CNC router content.